Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Uh. <coughs> Cue the talent standby. Uh. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you GarageLogic podcast number 1115. I meant to look this up, uh, but I looked up something else that you're going to be thrilled by. Uh, July 20th, 2023. John, uh, look this up and take you a uh -huh. second. Was this the sure. date of the so-called superstorm in the Twin Cities in 1987? It was yesterday, I believe, because the only reason I know that is Douglas tweeted about it yesterday. I just wow. have it in my mind that was around this time in 1987. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 102 degrees on this day in 1901 and 51 degrees on this day in 1950, I hope your beach has been kept free of unwanted visitors through the products of Aquaside. By that, I mean weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation. Aquaside has been keeping swimming beaches clean and free of weeds for more than 60 years with products made in White Bear Lake. The products are uh, easy to use. They work quickly, and they've been approved by all the correct people and uh, all you got to do is call Aquaside and describe your beach to them, what you're looking at, what you think the problem is, and they'll get you the right products, and your beach will look like a million bucks the rest of the summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe uh, Sushi. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, Joe. If if I may, yes. July 23rd apparently was the superstorm oh. in 1987, oh. and the story I'm looking at said, uh, "Here's we haven't heard this one. The total amount of rainfall that night that fell on the Twin Cities was enough to fill Lake Badamakaska 80 times. Really? Wow. Yeah. 48 Olympic swimming pools full of paperclips. Exactly. So it was what what date would it have been, John? Uh, July twenty third, and then there was more rain on the twenty fourth. But the twenty third is when the ten inches of rain fell that evening. I distinctly remember the storm, uh, and was hoping for something similar last night. Uh, St. Paul did not get uh, much more than maybe a mist of rain. I apologize. Really? The uh, the one that Douglas tweeted about yesterday was the big tornado in Brooklyn Park on yesterday's date in 1986. Yeah, the, the video, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the helicopter. Was that video. the helicopter yeah. one? That was the helicopter. Yeah. That's the one. I'm sorry. I thought that's the one you were referencing. Do, why am I to trust this? You hand
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is from Ryan Perpich. Ryan is a former oh, my uh, talker, now sure. KSTP news deck person and devoted garage logician. It's about to break on the uh, Five Eyewitness News. Uh, this does not surprise me. <laughs> the community safety director, Cedric Alexander, is announcing he'll be stepping down from his role. <laughs> Who will fill that void? He started last August, not even a year on the job. I know you guys have been bringing up a lot lately. I'm sure we'll miss him when the next winner comes in to take that job. <laughs> I, I, that was I, editorial I, comment for me. I, I have pegged this guy. Again, he was someone I wanted to desperately believe in and root for, but he quickly became, it became evident that he was so full of S that he couldn't even move. And now he's stepping down. I think he was the highest paid government employee, maybe in the state. I had a PJ Cer- Fleck? Certainly, well, I don't count coaches. Oh. Certainly in the city of Minneapolis, he was the highest paid. But yeah. he, he uh, and in fairness to him, what the hell was he supposed to accomplish? <laughs> you can't wave a magic wand and uh, compel behavior. How about the guy who uh, died in his, uh, did you see the classic car? It was yeah. the it was the kid that stole the Hyundai or Kia, I don't know which one, which got our attorney general fired up so, to uh, continue to uh, press so. his lawsuit against the automobile manufacturer because it's their fault that a car got stolen. The kid uh, destroyed and not only killed a man, but destroyed, uh, it looked to me like about a 60... Four Chevrolet convertible, unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Th- that had been restored, uh, which is the car is neither here nor there. The fellow's life is here. Uh, anyway, Cedric the Entertainer, we'll see you. We hardly knew ye. So, what do you do when you step down from that type of role? Do you I, do you move I, to I a different? I bet he goes community? to a different town. It's a good mm-hmm. club to be in. Is he now a consultant? Possibly. Well, it, basically, that's what he came here um. as. Is his middle initial L? I have no idea. Because uh, I googled Cedric Alexander steps down, and I came across a lot of Cedric Alexander stepping down. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Google it once, John. But they're calling him Cedric L. Alexandra, uh, Alexander. One of them, DeKalb County Public Safety Director, really? stepped down in 2017. Yep. Well, maybe that was him. The other one, Deputy Mayor Cedric Alexander, to step down from Rochester, 2018. But this yeah. got to be him. DeKalb De- is him. I'm looking at a picture. Definitely. And then the weirdest <laughs> one of all, Governor Ron DeSantis appoints Cedric Alexander to dot, dot, dot. And I didn't click on it. This that's scam from, artist just pulled this BS that's, all, all around the country. That's from 2019. Holy mackerel. It can't can't be the same guy. Kenny, you know what he deserves? Way to go. Way to scam the system. Now our mole is confirming it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's on their website, too, now, Channel 5. Cedric. Oh, man. you uh, Well done, sir. Guess which cup the pee is under as I move them around. What? Oh, that old shell game. He's just, uh, he came here playing a shell game, and uh, he's leaving playing a shell game. Well, I think that dovetails nicely into, uh, uh, did you guys see this uh, bit that uh, uh, Jordy sent us from the American Thinker? Which one? There's a class psychology text that predicted today's urban decay. 
1954, three academic psychologists, Stanford University's Leon Festinger, along with Henry Riken and Stanley Schachter, described a very different kind of social dysfunction, but one that helps us understand why so many urban Americans refuse to demand saner government. As reported in the still widely read college text, When Prophecy Fails, Festinger and his colleagues followed the activities of a religious cult whose leader claimed to have received messages from the planet Clarion. These communications warned of a massive flood that would engulf a wide area around Salt Lake City on December 21st of that year and promised that those who heeded the alert would be rescued by an alien spacecraft just before catastrophe struck. As researchers specializing in what has come to be known as cognitive dissonance, the tension between what one believes will happen and what really transpires, the three psychologists saw the alien prophecy as a rare chance to observe people who were clearly committed to a very unlikely outcome. Some in the cult had already left their jobs so they could escape danger on the Clarion ship, while others had ended relationships, given away their savings, or sold their possessions. All the researchers had to do was quietly infiltrate the group and record the responses to the failed prophecy. Unsurprisingly, the cult members' initial reaction to the anticlimactic events of December 21st was to wonder whether their leader had unintentionally misread the original alien messages. Maybe she had gotten the day wrong or even the year. And then the way I printed it. uh, (laughs) All gone. The lesson of Fessinger's 1954 study for our own time is that when people encounter information which contradicts their view of reality, many will adjust their thinking to logically accommodate what has happened. But those with stronger convictions will do the exact opposite, entertaining even the most far-fetched ideas to prove some semblance of their original beliefs. According to cognitive dissonance theory, it should come as no surprise that large numbers of city dwellers, the bluest of all Americans, according to polls, should react to the seeming failure of left-wing social programs by becoming even more progressive. In the case of crime, what might seem to someone from a small town in Iowa like an obvious reason to enforce existing law becomes for the urban liberal a reason to identify even more closely with the plight of those involuntarily reduced to wrongdoing. Whoa. Wow. Or in the case of K-12 education, declining test scores are not a reason to raise academic standards, but to decry such such solutions as white propaganda and to focus instead on teaching school children about racial and gender inequities. The good news about this psychological explanation for urban decay is that it, does, that it does offer some hope for an eventual reversal. It tells us that those city dwellers who continue to vote for increasingly irrational policies are doing so not, as they say, because of a progressive vision they claim to be drawn to, but because of what they are trying to escape— 
growing evidence that their political beliefs are untrue or unsustainable. And the more extreme the ideology which urban voters must adopt to justify once-favored social policies, the fewer who will be able to keep doing so over the long run. The dwindling number of those who can simply end up becoming isolated and less influential. The bad news about this outcome is that while inevitable, it can take a lot of time, especially if many city voters are affluent enough to shield themselves. What have I always said? I'm not wealthy enough to pretend I'm a liberal. <laughs> You're a liberal, right. Uh, voters are affluent enough to shield themselves from the consequences of bad policymaking or if they work for any of the misguided government agencies which are contributing to their city's decline. As the early 20th century writer Upton Sinclair famously observed, it is more difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. Oh, that's brilliant. It's also somewhat terrifying, isn't it? Yes. Because the part, though, that I disagree with, and I don't know if you guys think the same thing, about seeing the errors of their voting ways, I'd like to believe that, but I don't think a lot of people realize what they're doing when they when they cast their vote for the one-party rule. Do you guys? I, I don't. Let me, uh, let me read that Upton Sinclair quote again. Uh It is more difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. Let's parse that. Oof. It is more difficult to get a man to understand something. Well, I, am I on the right track when I say, so you take a, a hedge fund guy who lives on Lake Harriet and he's making $1.2 million a year, uh, he doesn't understand urban decay uh, because his salary doesn't depend on it. Is that a, is that a reasonable? I, I think understand is the wrong word. Well, it's, what Upton, it's the word Upton Sinclair uh, used. Uh, well, he, he's a hack. We all know that. <laughs> well, no, I, no, that's just an obvious stupid statement. I, I just... Uh, the word understand doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it's difficult to get a man to admit to knowing is the way I would have phrased that. And yet you could also make the argument that the hedge fund manager's future becomes bleaker with urban decay. Yeah. You, if, you let the, if you let urban America go into the kind of decline it's going in, that can't bode well for anyone, much less a hedge fund manager. Well, and we said this how many times leading up to the last election? We said if this isn't eye-opening, what we what we experienced the previous three years from 20, well, previous two years before the election, what was going to change anybody's mind then? You know what I mean? And nothing did. Let's get back to Cedric the Entertainer. It, it's gotten to the point where... The elected officials are almost putting on a play of attempting to oh, yeah. uh, yes. pretend to understand urban decay. And what's, what's beginning to become evident is that they're bringing in more and more people and just churning them over. And with each new person that walks onto the stage, you get a new blast of BS, 
You get a new blast. A of, whole fresh set I'm, of ideas. I'm here yes. with my cape. I can. I'm going to fix this. And then that person talks in the failed in the language of the failed academy and uses words like collaboration and equity and inclusion and community and uh, and on and on and on. Now he's gone already. Cedric Alexander's gone already. Now you watch. They'll bring someone else in. It's just churning and churning and churning because none of them understand the problem. Or if they do, none of them are willing to address it because it affects their constituencies. Bing, bingo, right there. Yeah. That's it, right there. I, I fully believe that they know that they're wrong, but their salary if your salary is dependent on your believing something, you're going to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to put this into my own life. Well, take it a step further. It's the same thing we've always said about people, you know, producing this type of policy. They don't give a damn about people. They just give a damn about staying in, in office. That's the only thing they care about. Right. And it's it's almost like a play in the curtains, the curtains yeah. part, and then uh, act, you know, various acts of this play. Here comes the boilerplate, sustainability, things right. like that. And, and uh, now they want to raise taxes, uh, want to increase electric fees for climate change plans. It's a, it's a movie with an infinite, infinite amount of acts. It never ends. It never ends. And There's the, never an ending. And what the, what the citizenry must do... Is act and the citizenry so far has and, not acted. And the movie, yeah. Do you Walked think? Out on it. If if I may, you may. I, I the urban decay thing. Yes, I get and everything. But the Sinclair Upton St. Clair comment wouldn't that be used as an argument on the other side also? Because uh, if you have somebody who's a conservative making you know two million a year, they're going to say. Well, they have no clue how the common guy lives. Uh, not only do I agree with that one hundred percent, that's why these ass these uh, guys they're all on the <laughs> careful they're all on the third rail, both mm -hmm. sides yep. because of that very fact, John. Yeah, I I agree with you. Unless Joe can talk me off the ledge. Well, let's let's transfer Urban Sin Urban hey, no. uh, Upton Sinclair's quote to a city council member. Mm -hmm. Uh Andrea Jenkins, it's difficult to get Andrea Jenkins to understand something when his, her salary depends on not understanding it. In other words, True. in other words, Andrea Jenkins is getting paid and she doesn't give a bleep about what she's doing to get the money. Nope. She doesn't help any problems uh, and doesn't then, solve any problems. Boy, we are cynical. Do we really believe that? I do. It's hard not to. I do. Uh, but to transfer that to, uh, say, a, a multimillionaire head of, uh, and I'm going to use this just as an example, an oil company. He'll do anything to keep his job, including <laughs> perhaps want to get electric cars made because he thinks that's what needs to be done, whether he believes it or not. That's what I mean by saying it depends on your salary. I think those oh. people like Kenny oh. said are on both well, sides. I, I, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. No, Kenny, stop. Well, I can shoot John out of the water because uh -huh. I, would I would submit, John, that stockholders are far more powerful than voters. So the guy can p try to pull off what he wants to pull, but if it affects the stock price, he's gone. But I think <laughs> what John just said is a perfect example of what car companies are doing right now with electric vehicles. They probably don't believe it, but they're all in. That I believe. 
And and just to make this, I, I see. I think it's just a big round circle, and everybody falls into. Take that stockholder. He's going to do whatever he thinks will keep getting him money in those stocks. He doesn't give a rat's oh, ass about anything else. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh God, yes. I'm having a deep thought. I'm having Go a ahead. deep thought. Okay. Go ahead. Politics has become theater. Now, you could make the argument that, well, it always has had a touch of it, but it's become theater in this sense. Yeah. You know, Jacob Fry comes to town from, he's a, he's a brown shoe lawyer from Virginia or whatever, and he comes to town to become the mayor. And, and he's not in town to improve streets or streetlights or, uh, or, or any of the common things that people think they should be getting for their taxes. He has joined the troop, T-R-O-U-P-E. He has joined the troop. And what the political class has done now is they've entered into a realm, thus the, the, the third rail. They've entered into a realm where they think their job is to change lives to improve lives, to, to, to exercise their virtues, to bring upon the populace a new way of looking at things. They have nothing to do with what we want to look at. They're always introducing new things that we should be looking at. For example, they want to prevent climate change. And we are all saying, well, you can't. Uh, climate has always changed and always will. They're, they're, a, they're an acting troupe, T-R-O-U-P-E, and they're, they're the same in every big city in America. And they have nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of life. They only have to do with what they dream up. They're in a salon with stained glass windows looking down upon us and coming up with BS and bringing in BS artists like Cedric who even out BS himself to the point where he's now gone and a new BSer will come. But up bump bump. Do you believe the same is true for our governor? Oh God, yes. Do you believe the same is true for DeSantis? Yes. It's equal on both sides of the table. And Trump and Biden and all the rest of them. They're in a they're, they're in a Land of theater. This, this is, the, is most, the role they're playing this in is, life. We are at the most cynical we've ever <laughs> yes, been. Yes, we are. We have hit our act. We really are. We yeah. are champions. Congratulations, Congratulations to, to us. Congratulations to us. I uh, guess we can end the show now. Huh? You yeah. reminded me of something <laughs> our I saw. Mi- from... Our mission is done. Right. <laughs> we have solved the country. See you later. <laughs> you just reminded me of something I noticed from your mayor, mm-hmm. Melvin Carter, he's, Joe. Uh, he's uh, got a leading role in the, in the play. Twelve hours ago, Joe, he issued the following. A simple solution to end poverty is now a nationwide movement for... Guaranteed income. That's not a solution to end poverty. Tonight, See? it's basic kicked off a 50-city tour. Our story, Joe, is a living testament See? to how direct cash payments to low-income families unlocks a world of potential. That's part of the subplot of the play they're, they're conducting. It has nothing to do with reality. Nothing? Nothing. That's the play they're... they're, they're uh, Encouraging us to attend. That may That's ru- the play. That mayor update brought to you by our friends at Twitter. <laughs> it's not reality to think you've solved poverty by giving someone money. I'm going to help you. I'm from the government. That's 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 a theatrical <clears throat> stunt. It has nothing to do with the reality of life outside the theater. I I'm all in. Uh, all in. Absolutely. Yep. I didn't know it was going to be this good today. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. This, this calls for it. <laughs>
I have spittle on the table. I'm so excited. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, now what do we do? Well, well, if you go back to this, if you go back to this 1954 psychology test, the hope is that that what we just said will dawn on enough people that they'll put forth candidates they can believe in because they understand what they're going to attempt to do, which is real-life problems, and you're going to get rid of this crowd of, of phonies, of pretenders, of thespians. You're going to get rid of this crowd because they're not contributing anything to the way you lead your life. And that goes for you black people and Hmong people and Hispanic people and white people and trans people. And you, you they're not doing a thing because well, they're engaged in a theatrical production that has nothing to do with real life. To take our cynicism one step further. How deep think, can we take this cynicism? I think we all know none of that's going to happen before the country collapses. I'm sorry. Well, yes, well if, you, if, you adhere, right. if you adhere to the psychological test, about which I know only the 10 paragraphs I've read, I don't know anything about it. Uh, it sounds like they think it, it could be, the, the collapse of the country could be prevented. Now, the way we're going, I personally don't think the collapse of the country can be prevented, especially given uh, uh, the dire state of the presidential race. With every day, uh, it becomes more and more evident, right, um, that we're just not going to have two good candidates to choose from. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is, this is. So I go back to this is something else. Why do we even bother to vote? Well, I'm not going down that road. That's silly. Well, I had no idea I was going to be this good today. Yeah. yeah. Well, what okay so then. Like... Hey, you guys want to talk some baseball? No, we're going to get <laughs> yeah, back to Jason. Yankees. We're going to get back to Jason Aldean, which is oh, not necessarily, God. not necessarily unrelated to what we're talking about. I uh, I got an email from somebody yesterday, and uh, we we discussed it in several emails. And they said, uh, uh, I I said back to him, you know, I knew about this three weeks ago, and if I had never talked about it again, it would have made me very happy. But anyway, go ahead. No, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> yes, but first, bunga bunga bunga. Why why is my you know the investment game can be awfully tricky especially in these volatile times and that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold we know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts and he's here for you so give him a call today for that free 48 minute no obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608 952-925-5608 Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success and he's here to help you so give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Rolling. The earth is not your mother. 
The Joe Suchere Show. Get yourself into the most exciting showroom in our region for motorsports, that being Moon Motorsports, and get yourself into a uh, new Triumph. They've got a lot of Triumph models to choose from at Moon, including the uh, Street Triple 766 Moto 2 Edition, the Rocket 3R Chrome. They also have the Tiger Adventure motorcycles, uh, including the 850 Sport. That's in both graphite and Baja Orange, the Triumph lineup. I don't know if you've ever looked into it. It's worth looking into because it is vast and varied. You can see everything Moon carries at moonmotorsports.com. That's a great website, by the way, just as an aside. Uh, I love the way they've got the new and the used set up. It's a, a quick and easy search for new and or used bikes, sleds, ATVs, whatever. Speaking of ATVs, Moon has all of our Polaris Sportsman models in stock right now. They also have the uh, side-by-sides, the Rangers and everything else, the Razors, etc. You can see all those models also at moonmotorsports.com. They're just off 94 in Monticello, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and the website, moonmotorsports.com. Let's go back to Jason Aldean from Scott Mature in Montana. There is a much larger point here, the continued bullying by the left. It's not enough that we uh, – no one can talk – no one can push back merely by talking tough. It's continued bullying, plain and simple. A black female artist – I saw this – recently changed the lyrics to the national anthem and received virtually no pushback. That's not true. There was pushback? Oh, my God, Oh, great. Yes. Uh, he said, I can take Jason all I can give or take Jason Aldean, but by releasing this song, he is merely pushing back. John, it is not controversial. The lyrics are pushing back. And to compare the Stones to gangster rap lyrics is absurd. Politics have far less to do with this than you guys are making it. Okay. Uh, Billy Stein up in Aiken. And I only say that about the anthem because uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but no, this the, the woman that did that got absolutely roasted for doing wait, wait, so. Wait, wait, wait a second. The last line in uh, his email, what? Politics have nothing to The song is 100% politics. That's, that's all it is. Right. He said politics have far less to do with this than you guys are making. No, no, I... I Respectfully he, he, disagree. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Bill Stein up in Aiken. As a small town guy living in Aiken for the last 50 years, I got a kick out of the Jason Aldean video. The truth hurts. Jason sings about what would happen if the Mysterians tried to bring their mayhem to the small towns. It might be fun to fantasize about our good folks taking up arms against the evil hordes, and we could, we could. But let me tell you about what really happened at the height of the George Floyd panic. The Black Lives Matter organization decided that it was time to take their reign of terror to the small towns of Minnesota. One Friday afternoon, a bus pulled up at the only stoplight in Aiken County, the crossroads of 169 and 210, right in the center of town. The bus disgorged the protesters. I don't remember seeing any black people, only young, white, liberal women. They took up their positions in all four corners. As it was quitting time and our people wanted to go home or stop at the Legion for a beer, the protesters were totally ignored. Some kindly ladies from the local Lutheran church asked them if they would like to have a cup of coffee and tell them all about their cause. <laughs> Defeated, they sadly boarded their bus in hope of a better reception in Hibbing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. We just don't care. <laughs> Uh, John, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Uh, 
uh, now he's uh, he's against us, uh, I think. And he's not with us. Found the show highly amusing today. When was the last time good old boys was used in a context inclusive of any minority person? I've always thought membership in that club required a CSA flag. What's CSA? <laughs> Confederate. Confederate States of America. Yeah. And a gun rack in the rear window. Your crew suggested it meant a person doing a good deed. I'm highly skeptical of that. Huh. How many pickup drivers did you poll in Elkhart Lake? I would bet most of them were from Milwaukee or Chicago or even Gasp, Madison. Uh, I don't know. I also, spe- I also suspect the courthouse in the video was deliberately chosen. Mr. Aldean also has a constituency which needs to be pandered to, and next week you'll call him Jackson Aldean, I'm sure. I don't know what that means, meaning we get names wrong. Jackson Aldean. I think the furor and disgust over rap hip-hop lyrics faded decades ago. I think it's a requirement to be uh, cop-hating and misogynistic to get published. I own zero hip-hop recordings. RHCP. What's that mean? RHCP. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. God Save the Kinks. John uh, Olson. <laughs> God, God Save the, the Kinks. <laughs> Gotta like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark. The kinks? Mark writes, Oh, God. The rookie of all people got it correct. <laughs> what? When of he all said, people. When he said, do you see how they have trained your brain to go right to race on any, on any controversial subject? Liberal progressives in the woke are all about race. Their brain goes right to race whenever there's a story like this. Case in point, the comrade who immediately thought of lynchings by Democrats in the South over the lines and then couldn't come up with any outlet picking uh, back against hip-hop lyrics. I think he's referring to you, John. He does the same with his news. His brain has been trained so to immediately go to race on any controversial story. So, Rookie, congratulations. You found the nut. Herman from Hugo. Wait a minute. Who's nut? D's. Okay, thank you. Wait a minute. But John didn't do that. I don't know. (laughs) You know, people hear what they hear. No, but but John, he he made it sound as if John's the one that made it. No, John didn't well, do that. I, I I think not to pick on Herman, but just I mean he you know started with me being comrade, so just consider oh, that. I got you. You know, Let's talk more about me being right. Tom, we yeah. haven't spent enough time. Tom on Carlson writes, um, I will be attending a Jason Aldean concert next month locally. Oh, one thing sorry. missed is that his sentiment in the song remains the same. If you change it to a neighborhood or big city, people in urban areas should not put up with increased violence, theft, and carjackings. It's a crime thing and not a race thing. It should be countrywide, including cities with tall buildings and not just small towns. People in Minneapolis and St. Paul should be saying not in my town as well as, well as those in Bawabic, Niswa, and Funkley. Huh. Well, Funkley? Fair Is that a real there. town? Uh, no. Uh, Thomas Bonet has really uh, has really laid down. You did it again, Tom Bonnet. Bonnet, Bonnet. I'm not from France. I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> Remember that was one of the best lines he ever had. <laughs> Joe, I'm writing about your debate with John Height about Jason Aldean's song. A couple of observations. I've never heard someone so determined to be offended than your newsman during that discussion. It was like listening to a verbal tennis match with John deflecting your points with, yes, but, yes, but. The point that caught my interest the most was when John compared today's raunchy rap lyrics to music recorded by the Rolling Stones back in the day. And here's where I'll warn you, Joe, I'm not going to censor this because I feel it's crucial to the discussion, so prepare to use the word bleep a lot. 
If there's any Stone song that compares to modern-day rap music, it would be Star Bleeper, a song, which I, a song which I believe caused considerable hullabaloo back in the day. It did. This was one song out of over 400 the Stones recorded that was profane and graphically sexual. Sure, there were misogynistic lyrics, and sure, there were the infamous, you'd, you know, I'm not going to read that. But these were anomalies in their catalog, most likely intentionally added to create controversy and increase sales. Compare that to a rap music darling named Sexy Red. Has anyone ever heard of Sexy Red? Don't know Sexy. S-E-X-Y-Y. Sexy Hmm. Red. That's not how you spell sexy. This is a female rapper famous for her graphically sexual lyrics. Red stirred up controversy by performing her song Pound Town. Oh, hello. Hello. Inter- can't wait to see the video. That's a, that's a suburb of Garage can't Logic. Wait to see <laughs> yeah, you swing outer, by, right? Outer ring suburb, right? Don't they have that drive through Kenny, and At an oh. inner city high school. You heard that right. A St. Louis high school deemed it acceptable for Sexy Red to perform for children. The kids were almost universally familiar with her work and greeted her with excitement that rivaled the Beatles' arrival in America. Below, you'll find a sampling of the lyrics from Pound Town. I challenge your newsman to read them on the podcast and then tell you with a straight face that there's any comparison between rap music, The Stones, and Jason Aldean. You know you're a culture in decline when a profane hip-hop artist performs at a high school to accolades while a country music star who fights for the vestiges of our culture is canceled. The contrast between these two stories illustrates that America has irreversibly lost its way. I'm angry, yes, but more so I'm sad. Sad that we allow it to happen. Sad that seemingly rational people make preposterously false comparisons. If we can't agree to call garbage garbage, then what hope is there? May okay. I, uh, may I address some of this since, you know, most sure. of it's aimed at me? Well, apparently he's not real familiar with the Stones catalog. You should check out some girls. Perhaps he should start there if he thinks. Uh, well, well, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop yeah. you. The Stones yeah. have no place in this debate. Uh, sure. Okay, English- here's, here's, here's the deal. Neither does rap. That was the whole point I was trying to make you. So if you're going to say the rap lyrics, then go after some rock stars that do the same thing. Otherwise, it sounds to me like you're singling out one kind of no, music. No, it's not about rap music. You're missing the point. Well, the, the, you the, made the, it about rap music no, yesterday. No, no, I did not make it about rap well, music. You said I made it about who... the response. Correct. There's been no calling out that I'm aware of of Sexy Red. There is a calling out of Jason Aldean. There is, is there no calling you out say of... There's no calling out of the Rolling Stones then. 50 years so ago, there point. was a kerfuffle. Well, there's one kerfuffles if you go hell you brown sugar alone you could do a whole show on the lyric to that i'm not talking about lyrics generally speaking there is no calling out of these kinds of misogynistic violent lyrics performed by black artists or white artists but you know 
That's kind of no. You're playing a false game, John. The, it's the, not a false. Do you want me here? I'll go get the, the lyrics to some. Well, of you do that. Let me give this just Can I do that? Well, Can here's the lyrics the to "Sexy Reds Pound Town." Go ahead. I'll find. No, 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 no. We can't do that. Yeah, of course, I, I can't. Can't. I can't. Do I, can't, that. I, can't do, and I can't do some girls. During I can't. this special podcast of Garage Logic, playing the part of the CP is John Height. I, I don't understand how this. Will you verify that, rookie? Golf. Sexy Red. Yeah. Sexy Red's 25, it, yep. It's oh, that did, vile. Did she appear at a St. Louis, Missouri high school? And if, if so, make, she, she should have St. been Louis. arrested. She is from St. Louis. If, if it does make you feel any better, the song was not a hit. It does it make me 60, feel better. It Sexy, hit 66 on the U.S. charts. Sexy Red performs Pound Town for Kids at School social it's media. Not, it's not good in a musical sort of way i'm i'm trying to get through it right now it's just bad it's just Here, bad. here's here's the deal with with uh, me and lyrics okay i think you should be able to sing anything you want anything you want i don't care to me if the music sucks, well then let uh, jason aldean off the hook I'm letting them not letting them off the hook because the song's awful. I I don't care, you know. Okay, the lyric, yes, I I don't agree with the lyric, obviously, and I have problems with it. But the song's not a very good song. For instance, uh, what was the Hank Williams song from the '70s that was or '80s? Uh, Country Boy Can't Survive. Same thought process, written much better, much better. Same, but the same, completely same ideas are in that song. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, on the. Twitter page. This is from the Riverfront Times. And the first thing she did, because somebody named C's, C-E-E-Z, uh, said, so nobody gonna ask why the first thing she do when she walk in is flip off a bunch of children. And there's a picture of her double-barreled walking into the gym. Yeah, and that that's not going to make national news the way Jason Aldean has made national news. It didn't make right. You're correct. Did, Did not yeah, make national of, news at all. None of us knew anything about it. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> none of us knew anything about Jason Aldean's uh, the reaction to Jason Aldean's song until the likes of CNN and New York Times made sure you did. Why aren't the New York Times and CNN making sure you hear about Sexy Red? Violating the lives of school children. And the high school is not named. <laughs> she is getting ripped in the comments on the YouTube video. This is the one I like very deep lyrics. I cried at her beautiful story. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're so foul. Uh, I can't. I just, I can't. And it's delivered in a real monotone, lame, like she's reading it off a teleprompter type of style. Maybe it's, we can wrap it up this way. It's just awful. Bad. Wrap it? Huh? I see what you did. <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> Rob writes, listen to the 719 podcast discussing the Jason Aldean dust-up. I think you all got caught up in semantics and lost sight of the bigger picture. I don't listen to Jason Aldean, but I did after your discussion. I live in a fairly small town in Iowa that is surrounded by really small towns. A lot of agriculture and a lot of good old boys. These are the people Jason Aldean is pandering to, according to John. Pander is the perfect word. All right. Maybe he is, but this is how people feel. 
Race has nothing to do with it. We hear and see about everything you guys say is wrong with major cities in this country, and we don't want any part of it. It was possibly summed up best by a young 40-year-old man I work with who is very successful and works his tail off. When we decided to burn all of our cities, I told him, just wait, all those precocious kids from the suburbs of Minneapolis will probably end up in a town like ours to do the same thing. He chuckled and said, that will never happen. I said, how do you know? He laughed again and said, because the citizenry won't allow it. No threats of violence or bluster. It was just his natural reaction. Some things just aren't going to be allowed to happen in a normal society. It boils down to tall buildings and how far away you live from them, just like you've said all along. I, I, I believe what he's saying. It's just not going to happen. Right. Look at Aiken. Billy sees the bus disgorge a bunch of white liberal women. Nobody paid any attention to them, which worked. They didn't need violence. They didn't need guns. They didn't need anything. Mm-hmm. These these idiots got back on the bus and left. They weren't <laughs> having an impact on anybody. Same thing will happen and, in that Iowa town. And if that bus had gone into the ditch, a couple of good old boys in an F-350 would have pulled over and toe-strapped them out of the ditch. Y'all need a toe! That's how that works. <laughs> We're going to come back with John Heights news, and then I hope we have time That's for the world's news, greatest... Spam story ever. I mean, you need to hear it. Call your friends. Get them to listen to the podcast. You won't believe this story. Let's go to Spamalot. You know what you should do in a small town? What? Change your bank already. Quit going with the big national bank. I'm talking about North American Banking Company. Locally owned and operated. And that means, gentlemen, loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you are never, ever, ever going to be one of them. They have six locations. My location is in Roseville, but they can also serve you at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but well, I already said that part. Why did I repeat that line, Joe? You do it for effect. It is. It's like... Repeat for effect. Again, again, again. As I again. said before. North American Banking Company first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. Well, a lot has changed since 1998. This commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. So go online right now. NABankco.com. That's NABankco.com. Dot com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. We're far from super positive today, but that didn't stop Mr. Mike Schoonover from getting on the phone and calling us up and trying to raise Such out of the dumps. Positive Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Uh, some very f- uh, positive vibes coming from you and you alone today, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. Hopefully, I can uh, I can uh, be a tide that raises all boats today. Uh, and very good, positive today. Very good, positive. Good positive vibes about Lexington. Yeah, you, you shouldn't see any delays now. If you need to get from 694 down to County E, correct? 
You know, with all the barriers that are up, traffic is flowing very good. Yeah. The, figuring yeah. it out. And, yeah, and they're almost done. So life is good up here. And when are you going to be ushering the construction guys out of your parking lot? Hopefully two weeks when they get the parking lot done. It's uh, uh, boy, dirty and dusty and just not very fun right now. And it's really muddy from last night's rain. But uh, I don't know. It's one, we're one day closer. It's, it's, uh, it's all coming <laughs> together. It's going to be great. It, it, has the construction affected the business at all? Are GLers still rolling in there? They're rolling in in droves. It's really cool because I... Uh, I play uh, the, uh, what do you call that? Um, I go greet the customers because they can't come in the front door. i got to walk them to the shop. So we just start chatting, and uh, they go, oh, you're Mike. Yeah, I listen to you every Thursday. You're the so, maitre d'. Uh, it's really, really cool to uh, hear uh, how much, how, how widespread GL is and how many listeners there are and how, how, how loyal they are. It's just, it's just fantastic. Because, I mean, we're, talking, we're not talking one or two a week. We're talking like... A half a dozen to a dozen. It's just crazy. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I think it's because GLers know that anything they needed re- related to their car, whether it be, you know, simple oil change, tires, service, or body work, they can find it all right there in Shoreview at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, the official body shop either, of GL. Either that or GLers are just lousy drivers. <laughs> Joe, Joe, don't go there. Come on. <laughs> What, why do you have to? Why do you have to inject your negative nonsense into this? <laughs> only the only positive moment we're having today. I didn't. Uh, I thought well, I'd do it just to introduce a note of levity. GLers, uh, we thank you for choosing Schoonover Body Works, despite our crabby marriage. I'm not crabby, Mike. Sc- I've dealt with you a hundred times. Am I crabby? Yes. You are not, Joe. Thank you. You are not. You're right. one of a kind. That's He's only right. crabby when he's on the clock. Uh, GLers, the website, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Have a good day, guys. Thank See you. Ya. Thanks, Mike. See you, Mike. Boy, you're really something. This guy wears many hats, <laughs> just not indoors. Yeah, you Joseph uh, go ahead and have your head electrocuted. Here's John oh. Hyde. Oh, that's I would, uh, what it is. I would yeah, prefer I, in the future, so Joe, if you would... put the Frankenstein thing on. It's going to be a short oh, really? appointment. Are you going in the orgasmatron? Yep. <laughs> huh. I'd like you to refer to me as Comrade Height in the future. Comrade Height with a brief newscast. <laughs> uh, every story about race relations. So, uh, in the news, <laughs> Everything is. You know, that guy should just... You know, hi, hi, Herbert. Or Here's Herman, John Height with the news. Anyway, I Joe... Joe, you've been waiting for information uh, information on the ambush in Fargo Police Yes, officers. I do we, have some more on that, but I'm sure yeah. you have the same thing I do. Yep. A 37-year-old Mohammed uh, Barakat, of course, as we know, shot officers Jake Wallen, Andrew Dotis, and Tyler Hawes from inside his car on Friday from about 15 to 20 feet away before they could even reach for their guns, according to North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley. Wallen killed. Dotis and Hawes remain hospitalized. Wrigley said Barakat also shot and injured a bystander who was trying to run away when she was hit twice. Uh, Barakat was killed by Officer Zach Robinson, who happened to be nearby. Uh, investigators found 1,800 rounds of ammunition. Slow this down, John. Tell us okay. what was in his car. 1,800 rounds of ammunition, three long guns, four handguns, numerous ammo magazines, explosives, canisters with gasoline, 
and a homemade hand grenade were All in right. Barricade's what, car. What was going on here? What's the deal? Well, isn't it obvious he was... Was he a lone wolf terrorist? Did oh. he? And he apparently had plans to go elsewhere in Fargo, where That's, there was a crowd of people. I there was lots that was of things. Speculation yeah. that hasn't it, been proven. That's what I Wrigley, read from North Dakota. Wrigley, Dura Wrigley said there was a lot going on in the Fargo Moorhead area, and their assumption is he perhaps was going to go to one of those places where a lot of people were gathered. So uh, that is the speculation. Wrigley said Barricat had a shooting vest that wasn't bulletproof, but had magazines in every pocket. And he had a suitcase of weapons, which he had rolled out of his apartment right before he got into his car. Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney said, when you look at the amount of ammunition the shooter had in the car, he was planning on more mayhem in the community. Wrigley provided the most detailed account yet that authorities have given about what happened during this. He said investigators are still trying to figure out a motive for the attack on police but promised more details on the investigation at another news conference that they're planning for tomorrow. Wrigley said video evidence shows Barricat drove around and was nonchalant before he opened fire. Wrigley said he was casing the place up and stalking his way in, uh, sizing up his opportunity. He then parked and spent minutes watching the officers and waited until they were walking. That's when he lifts his firearm out the window of his vehicle and begins firing. It was an absolute ambush. There's no other way to describe it. At some point, Barricat was wounded, was down on the ground, but he rearmed himself with a 9mm handgun that he kept waving around, protected by his car, Wrigley said. Barricat continued to disobey repeated commands by Robinson to drop his gun. Robinson continued to move in and gave him one final command, put down the gun, he does not, and the threat was neutralized, Drew Wrigley said, by the officer. How old is Barricat? 37. Among the, we could all think we should all think of ten questions we want answered. I want to know a how long he lived in Fargo, yep. uh, where he had been before moving to Fargo. I want to know what he did for a living, if in fact he worked. Those are my questions. Mm-hmm. How about how did he obtain? They're all legal according to the story I read today. Okay. I, now, the, the homemade stuff, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure that's not legal, but... Uh, I would like to know his family base. Okay. How he grew yeah. up, where he grew up. Was uh, he school I, educated? I, I think we'll get that. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. And did the ATF approve? Well, obviously, they did approve all these purchases. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that we cop's get, a good man who shot him. Yeah. Yeah. We should get more info tomorrow, so hopefully they'll have more on that. We've heard nothing, absolutely nothing, is, about his background. Is it? And obviously, I think I'm answering my own question, but it, it's such a sad commentary when stories like this surface. We said, "My God, it could have been so much worse." Do you know what I mean? We've been no. so sanitized to believe that. Well, this could have been. Well, this is still a horrific story, but it, you're, but it yeah. could have been much, much worse. No. Uh, I got a great note from Fargo. From uh, Brent from Fargo area, wanted to give you a little update on what is going on up here in Fargo. Attorney General Drew Wrigley did a news conference on July 19 after he recorded the show. I think John has referenced that. Mm -hmm. I have given a link to it below. This will clear up some details. We just did. One officer stood, Zach Robinson. He was the last man standing and did his job. Saturday morning, you will likely see the streets lined up with people paying their respect when Officer Jake Wallen's procession. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even think Jake Wallen was a full-time cop yet. He was in field training. He was still in training, yeah. 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 
uh, that procession will leave Fargo and bring him back to his home. Uh, P.S. I don't think you'll hear this kind of passion from Keith Ellison on this subject. No, no. no uh, the uh, the Attorney General Drew Wrigley was very, very uh, passionate in his remarks. Yeah. yeah, he's a very straight shooter. What I have seen of him from visiting North Dakota, yep. uh, Drew Wrigley. So yep. yeah, he's that fella's correct. You yeah. wouldn't get that from Keith Ellison. No, Keith's too worried about suing yeah. the makers of the car instead of the kid who steals it. And going after Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Thousands of people are still without power this morning after strong storms moved through Minnesota and Wisconsin Wednesday evening. Uh, Joe, your prognostication there on the storms was, was not correct. I'm sorry. It certainly That's, was uh, for where I live. He didn't get oh hit God, at all. I didn't get a, I got, I didn't get a drop. It was amazing, John. Blown over. It, it was biblical in your area because I was watching it on the traffic cams. It was biblical yep. in your area. And a desert in Such's neighborhood. Wow. It was was so weird. There was a video. It's climate change. They just didn't didn't come to our neighborhood. It took a lot of time. You got lucky. There was a video of, uh, was it Malacca, where they had baseball-sized hail hitting the lake? Falling in the lake. It looked like canned hams hitting the lake. (laughs) It wasn't near uh, Malacca. I think it was Itasca. Oh, sorry. Itasca. Spam-sized hail? Yeah. It was big hail. (laughs) Hey, don't forget more spam news coming up in just a few if minutes. If we have time, we might have to go to tomorrow. Ooh, don't touch oh, that radio dial. But it's a beauty. Dial. It's a beauty. I, I don't work tomorrow. Could you tell me the story? I'll off try air? to. So then cut it? the news short, and you'll get the greatest spam story <laughs> well, in the can, world. It's your show. You can end my news whenever you'd like. Uh, but I do want to get, I want to get this story in about the St. Paul City Council asking voters to approve two separate proposals to increase taxes. With the goal yeah. of supporting infrastructure improvements and child care costs. Sorry, Joe. I think we lost. Hey. It, it's theater. When is the audience going to respond? What's your number? <laughs> What's Are we getting number? there yet? Yeah. Boy. A question. We were there a couple of years ago, maybe. Huh? We've long passed my ah, number. Okay. Okay. A question to increase the city's sales tax in St. Paul by 1% will appear on the November 7th ballot. We have if to pass no. Didn't they, didn't they just do this a year ago? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, we know. do this a lot. If it, passes, it never goes the other way, does it? It no. just always keeps going up. It's estimated the penny tax will raise almost $1 billion if it passes over the next 20 years for streets, bridges, parks, and rec centers. Because your the property major- tax money has to go to employ all the people who work for the government. With job titles, it cannot be measured for success or achievement. We should have what he just said right there on tape because he yes, says that every day. Yeah. Measure passed six to one. The he, only I'm being uh, spoken about in the third person yep. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's not right here. here. Look, now he's mad. Yeah. 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 Isn't he cute? <laughs> <laughs> he's cute when he gets mad. <laughs> The measure passed six to one with Joe's buddy being the only one casting the no vote. That would be council member Jane Prince. A second question to raise property taxes won't appear on the ballot until <gasps> next year. So you'll have one in 2024 too. Wow. If, if passed, this one would create a fund to help families afford childcare and early learning centers. It'll ask to raise property taxes by $2 million every year. The average homeowner would see their bill go up $16 the first year. Oh, that's and within, all? That's well, yeah, nothing. But, Within 10 years, though, 160 bucks. Oh, sure. In these people's mind, in all seriousness, what are there is no people supposed That's the to problem. be expected to pay for? You know, we got to take care of housing. We got to feed them. We got to take care of dig. What the hell in their mind should people be on the hook for? Uh, more accurately, when are you people going to wake up? 
Well, when everything's free, this is great. It goes back to that psychological test. Will will you finally awaken, or will it be too late? <laughs> I would like to add a little addendum to this story. If both measures are passed, it would mean two more tax increases on top of a new metro-wide sales tax increase and a 15% property tax hike that hit St. Paul homeowners this year. I don't mean to get a lot. I'm being very is, neon, huh? sorry. And who yeah, does that I mean, hurt? It hurts the mom with four kids and virtually no income. That's who it hurts. Right. Uh, winning ticket sold for the Powerball jackpot worth uh, $1.08 billion. Just one ticket sold oh. in California. In L.A., downtown L.A. Wow. Las Palmitas Mini Market in Los Angeles. Yeah, they got some Mexicans I, there. I was a big, big winner last night. I took home a big slice of that pie. Did you? Four Bucks. That wow. a boy. Oh, boy. And I rolled, rolled that right, right into so. Friday night. Yep. So what 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 are we doing Mega. Friday? Mega. Mega yep. millions, yeah. Yep. Final ticket sales did push the jackpot beyond its earlier estimate to $1.08 billion at the time of the drawing, moving it from the seventh largest to the sixth largest U.S. lottery jackpot ever won. Uh, do, are we taking just a break yeah, here? Johnny, uh, I can jump in here. Yes. Yeah, sure. I would love to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities. They are wonderful, compassionate, committed, and very, very capable. And unlike the government, which tends to screw things up when they're trying to help people out, they are very efficient. So efficient that they have all sorts of different divisions. When 2006, when the several long-standing charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to make one umbrella organization. That's where Minnesota Masonic Charities comes in. Their mission to promote even greater levels of philanthropy. What do they want to tell you? They want to tell you about themselves. They want you to learn about them. Everybody jokes about the secret handshakes and the meetings and so forth. And yes, over the years, there have been a lot of questions. That's why they're opening the book. They're proud of their traditions. They're proud of their scholarships. They're proud of their charity giving. And speaking of that, I want you, if you want to go have some fun, to look into the second annual Scottish Scramble, which uh, Masonic Children's Clinic is a major sponsor of. If you would like to go to Scottish scramble.com you can register and check out the available business sponsor packages as well that is scottish scramble.com and that is at ridgeview country club up in duluth august 14th the second annual scottish scramble so back to minnesota masonic you can learn more at their website there's a wealth of information and it's easy to get to poke around there mnmasoniccharities.org that's mnmasoniccharities.org Celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Stephanie? Hello, Joe. Hi. How are you? Fine. Good. Got a couple of uh, little music for your ears this afternoon. All right. First, we're going to fire up the 2002 Softail Deuce, which is the hubby's bike. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Now we'll fire up my bike, which is a uh, 2001, uh, well, you can leave that running, baby. 2001 uh, Dyna Super Glide. How's that for you? That's the sound of a happy Mary. <laughs> it's a very happy Mary. We gotta go riding. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Best line of the call? 
huh? Was what? You can leave that running, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like butter in a microwave melting away. <laughs> what I've, phrase, no, because what I've, phrase I've are that. you never, ever yeah. in your life ever going to hear again? To you. You can leave that running, baby. <laughs> you poor tortured soul. I got bikes <laughs> as far as the eye can see. And not once. When any of them have been running, have I ever heard? You can leave that running, baby. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Speaking of the 30th anniversary bids, Janine Rook wants you to state the date of the original airing of these because she wants context. CI girl Janine. There, I'll give you that. In fact, not only do I want the exact date, I want <laughs> at the time of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Janine, uh, I'll get to that pretty soon. One day closer. <laughs> soon. Frank writes, Joe, don't diss Spam. Spam was one of the Allies winning World War II. The Nazis had meth, and the Americans had Spam. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? That's, that's the letter we've been waiting for? No. You're not going to get it today. You're going to have to get it tomorrow. It needs broader context. It's the best spam story you'll ever hear in your life. That means, John, you'll have to listen to... No, I don't, though. No, I got to go have a Frankenstein metal plate put in my head. You'll have to... um You'll have to wait until tomorrow for that wonderful spam story because he doesn't want to rush through it. Well, I hope the doctors find what we all know. I don't get it. Yeah. That you don't want to rush through it. Right. You rush. want it to breathe. You this want is a big deal. To take that spam story. Slow and steady wins the race, Mr. Turner. No, what we all know is that you had a stroke and you're just not right. I did not have one. <laughs> you're just not right, he says. <laughs> Only just because they right. come to us all the way from Fernandina in the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans. On this day in 1907... The Western Federation of Miners called a strike on the Masabi Iron Range. 200 union men have been laid off from Mountain Iron Mine, owned by Oliver Iron Mining Company, a subsidiary of U.S. Steel. Although the layoffs on the range were common, at issue was recognition of the union, which was threatened by the discharge of only union workers. Within two months, a large number of imported scabs undermined the union's efforts and the strike was broken. Do you know what the rallying cry of those miners was? No. Can you hold, please? Can you hold, please? On this day in 1934, this day. July 20th. July 20th. Two people were killed and 67 were injured in a clash between strikers and police during a truckers union strike in Minneapolis. After federal mediation failed, Governor Floyd B. Olson declared the city under martial law and the National Guard took control of the streets. Hmm. And finally, Finalement, on this day in 1940, le 20 juillet, 
720. I just said it in French. Minneapolis held its first Aquatennial, a festival celebrating oh. Minnesota's summers. 12 best days of summer, whatever what you call it. What year, excuse me? 1940. What oh, was their was, slogan? Cool, get together now. Let's cool, get, get cool, together. get together. Yeah. That was in the late later years, 90, not, not early 1940s. Thank you very much, Yellers. And please remember, tomorrow, you're going to hear the greatest <laughs> spam story Call of all time. Call everybody you know. Everything. It's, hand them your phone and download the Garage Logic podcast yep. for tomorrow's episode. So, yep. so far, the greatest spam story I've ever heard is Kenny Olson describing how he just opens the can of Spam and without any utensils, just scoops it right out and right into his mouth. Hi, everybody. It's John, and I'm here to tell you eating is better with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and they'll only take you two minutes to get ready. Factor gives you lots of options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and lots more. They're great options for the entire day, whatever meal you're having, or just midday bites to keep you fueled up. Whatever your schedule is, Factor's meals are flexible to fit what you've got going on. No prep, no mess, premium food options, no cooking required. Plus, you can get as much or as little as you need choosing your own meals every week. Pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. It's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to taste great and supply you with the nutrition you need. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 to get 50% off. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HirePro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. Jellers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing, and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit GarageLogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's GarageLogic.com, keyword partner. I got to admit, though, maple-flavored Spam sounds somewhat appealing. It's like bacon. Maple bacon's the best. Spam's all right, if prepared properly. What about YouTube? Is that all right? I'm sure there are many Spam videos. But the only videos you want to subscribe to are Garage Logic's videos on YouTube. Subscribe at GarageLogic.com on YouTube. Then Pod MN, I'm sure, has many podcasts concerning spam and how to prepare it and whether or not it's good or bad. That's on your smartphone at Pod MN. Then the Town Council, that's where all the action is. On the air, off the air, paper filing. Straightening. You can learn it all before and after Garage Logic Town Council become a member. And of what? Right, of what? Of the Town Council. Ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year, and you're in. It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make the call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And GLers, I've been telling you for a long time, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and do what I did. Dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is with us once again in Garage 
Raj Logic. And today, Josh, boy, it is earnings season, and that does seem to dominate the market right now, doesn't it? Right now, Chris, earnings are carrying a little bit more weight than the Fed. We'll get the Fed back next week when they have their next meeting, and the belief is that the Fed is going to continue raising interest rates and continue with their mantra, higher rates for a longer period of time, because they believe that inflation is embedded into the system, and they believe that the higher the interest rates, the better chance to bring price stability to the marketplace and bring inflation down. But as we've discussed before, very difficult to do that given wage mandates and we'll say demand for workers as well as demand for houses is still very strong as there is in many parts of the country a housing shortage. Demand for workers? Well, now we'll switch to earnings. We'll have a little segue here. Taiwan Semiconductor reported their numbers overnight and they they had a very difficult time. This is the first time in many years that they've seen some weakness in their business as demand for GPUs, the graphic processing units that are used not only for gaming, but these high-speed chips are used a lot in artificial intelligence and generative artificial intelligence, which is now the next big thing. Demand for GPUs, while increasing, is not enough to offset the fall in demand for CPUs. And Taiwan Semi's numbers just were not as good. Their stock sold off. But an interesting sidelight to that, and here we come to employment, Taiwan Semiconductor is delaying the start of manufacturing at their new plant in Arizona, a plant that Apple said they would take a large percent of the manufacturing capacity due to a shortage in trained engineers and technicians. And the Taiwan Semiconductor has to does not have enough in Taiwan to send at this point to Arizona to train workers. So they're delaying the start of manufacturing out several months. Well, going to that's very interesting, and that's going to put a little bit of crimp in the Fed's message. Hey, need more trained technicians and engineers here in the United States, and going to have to pay for that. On the housing front, E.R. Horton reported their numbers. They beat and guided up. That's right. Another housing, another builder, following up on Toll, Toll Brothers and Lennar uh, before, beat and raised. Demand is up. Their stock is down, however, again, on the run-up that these housing stocks or house builders has had. This has had, an, we'll say, an adverse effect on other housing-related companies, including some of the real tours like Zillow. Meantime, the Dow is up today on the strength of Johnson & Johnson beating their numbers and upping their guidance on medical technology. Johnson & Johnson has had some issues relating to legal actions over talcum powder, and that could dent J&J sometime in the future, but not today as J&J's stock price leads the Dow up on two more popular stocks, Netflix and Tesla. Tesla beat their numbers, but they had been reduced, and there is concern that Tesla's price reductions are going to hurt their margins, which they have. So Tesla has seen a 23% drop in profits, but still beat. The stock is down after a very strong run. And Netflix, their earnings beat, but they had a revenue miss. Their 
subscribers are up and they see a rise in second half revenue accelerating, but just not now. So a lot of profit taking, we'll say, in some of the market leaders, and that could spill into some of the other companies in the Magnificent Seven as they report earnings in the coming weeks, which would include favorite Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and NVIDIA, amongst other leaders. In Leisure, Las Vegas Sands beat. They raised their guidance. They reissued the dividend after several years of not having one. Stock did fall. Again, Las Vegas Sands had seen a pretty strong move up this year. So, again, as we have emphasized, do be prepared for a little bit of pullback after companies report their earnings unless their guidance is very good into the coming quarter. Excellent advice once again, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll call you again next week. Look forward to it. You too, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.